What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Marble Cast. I know it's been a while since we put something out, but we got a really cool show for you with Jake Rook of Team Ripped. We're talking New Jersey weightlifting stuff, free-flowing ideas, and so much more. All right, but before we get into it, just a few quick announcements. If you're looking to improve your strength or get started in weightlifting, be sure to check out the CFDA Strength Camp. The link is in the show notes. Coach Mike and myself will be going over basic technique and skills to help improve your weightlifting and get you ready for competition. So check that out below and be sure to sign up for one of our New Jersey weightlifting events coming up. There's one every month for the next three months. So check that out on usaweightlifting.org. We've got Salus Barbell in February, Morristown, and the Freehold Spring Liftoff in April. And finally, just a quick shout out to our sponsors of this Freehold Spring Liftoff, Absolute Nutrition Counseling. Lindsay and her team do a great job with their back-to-basics approach. CoreyHudsonArt.com, reclaimed and salvaged wood art for all your decorative needs, and of course, New Jersey Weightlifting. Help support New Jersey Weightlifting by following us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, all of it. Links are in the show notes, guys, so be sure to follow and check it all out. Now that that's all been said, let's check out the show. All right, welcome back to another Marble Cast. Today we got Coach Jake Rook in the house from Ripped. Jake, what's up, man? Thanks for coming by. Not much. A uh, little delayed on the start here, but I appreciate you having me and everything. We've been meaning to do this for a couple months now, so thanks for having me. I'm excited to get into it today, talk shop a little bit. Yeah, man, we're both uh, WSO representatives for the New Jersey weightlifting, the newly designed LWC reboot. I don't really know what it means yet, but uh, I guess we're going to figure it out. Yeah, I think they're still figuring out as they go as well, the USAW and everything. But the structure puts more representatives in place. So whether that spreads out who we're bringing in out of New Jersey, who's representing the state, I think it'll be good. So. Yeah, it should be good. I mean, we'll have uh, six different opinions on how to run the state, but we're all in kind of different areas. Um you host competitions. I host competitions. I don't know if McKenna's going to host any with his gym, but uh, I'm going to talk to him next week. Um, I know John D'Alessio is really big in competitions, big on USA Powerlifting, so I'll have to have him on again too. Uh, but, yeah, this is going to be cool. Um, I didn't run for the president, did you? I did not. Yeah, I think that was all McKenna. I hope so. Yeah. Hopefully somebody <laughs> put their application in for it. He's got the expertise, so he, he can does. take it on. And he probably knows what it means, too, because he's on, like, the board. Yeah, and his wife is on the board as well, and international referee, helping him out with that. Yeah. So how did you get started in uh, weightlifting, and how long have you been with Ripped? Ripped, I think this is my seventh year, or I just finished my seventh year. Uh, so going on eight, and it was really the sports performance side of things that introduced me to weightlifting. So probably using the Olympic lifts more for power development, force development, rather than for the sport itself. And I just gained interest with Ripped and doing the internship there, the way they taught it. Um, some of the other organizations that we work with, Athlete Acceleration, and Will Fleming, is he's a part of that. And seeing him speak and reading some of his books and stuff kind of kicked it up a little bit more. I didn't use it too much uh, going back to, like, college athletics and everything, being a student athlete. We didn't use it too much as a baseball athlete. Um, baseball? Yeah. As a sport? Yeah, baseball. Didn't use it too much there, but – yeah, it was still introduced, and we still had some high pulls, kind of from the exercise science too. We touched on it in school, but it was really where, um, or ripped was really where it kicked off my interest in Olympic lifting. And Will Fleming, you said uh, Will Fleming was 
coaching did like a weekend seminar or did you do something like that um what did you do with him yeah uh ripped there's a couple people that are under organization athletes acceleration so athletes acceleration helps set up seminars speed and power summits things like that and it was there where he came to speak uh we ripped will fleming lee taff was like the multi-directional guy we had there was a nutrition guy and at that seminar there he was talking about the olympic weightlifting you know put everybody that was there through a, a, you know a little seminar the movement and everything based off olympic lifts and uh that kind of sparked it up yeah yeah and what do you do when you're how do you apply it to different sports like not everybody needs to do full Olympic lifting, in my opinion. I think with different sports, I mean, you can get around it. At what point do you say, all right, we're not going to do any squat snatches, but maybe power snatches instead uh, for an, a certain athlete who's just, you know, they're just not getting it. And to spend time trying to get them to get it, would that be worth it for their sport? Or is that just something that a, a novelty and an extra? Work. Depending on the age, yeah. it could be beneficial. So our younger athletes, everybody that's in the group, we don't worry about them really dropping under the bar. We worry about more pulling um, the height of they get it, the force that they create to get the bar high and get the power out of it, the, the power adaptations. Uh, so for sport, we're not going to use the drop under the squat, the barbell snatch as much um, or squat snatch. We'll just use power cleans, but we'll do different variations of the clean because we, we do love them. Yeah. yeah, the clean's probably the best thing to transfer over for power output. I think for sports specific or athletes, for sure the the clean is definitely good. Um, so tell me about you playing baseball. How long did you play? Where'd you go to college? I played my whole life up until I was done with college. Yeah. Where'd you go to so, school? So I, yeah, I played like anything, little league all the way through up into college. Prop it up a little bit more here. Yeah. Sorry, a little mic issue. There you go. Uh, with East Strasburg. I went to community college first, two years. Played two years at community college, saved some money. Um, paid my way through, got a little scholarship, East Strasburg. It was close by, staying in Pennsylvania because that's where I grew up. Pennsylvania? So, uh, yep. Yeah, cool. outside of Philadelphia. Um, they had interest, too, before I went to community college, so it was kind of like a funnel. They're like, oh, go here, save some money, you know. So then I went up to East Strasburg, played there. Uh, arm wasn't feeling good. Yeah, heard it. I, it wasn't a pitcher? tear or any labor. What's that? Pitcher? Yeah, pitched. Pitched. Uh, I was a starter at community college, and then they switched me to relief and just couldn't handle it. My shoulder was done um, by the end of junior year. Luckily, we won a PSAC championship that year. Nice. Which is a good way to kind of go out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, didn't have to get any surgery or anything, but just the rehab and everything, having to pay my way, working. I was like, all right, it's time to hang it up and just switched over, started training, personal training in the gym. And then one thing led to another. What do you think of all these um, new rules that baseball is imp imposing on uh, the pitchers with the tacky and uh, Trevor Bauer being a maniac and doing weird shit? <laughs> the spider tack. And yeah. All that. yeah. <laughs> if people have been doing it for so long, I guess they were looking for a different substance that was uh, they couldn't see. So the spider tack worked out, but I I'm not with it at all. Yeah, it's an advantage that... They have to have rules and regulations for any sport, right, to keep everybody accountable, keep everybody baseline on the same plane, and they're breaking pitches off that hitters aren't going to keep up with. And that's kind of been the trend. The pitches are taking over, batting averages are dropping over the years. So 
they they can't have that in the sport. Well, I think baseball needs to figure it out, man, because they keep changing the ball. They keep changing the rules. The pitchers are can use certain things, like a little bit of pine tar or something, but they can't use a spider attack, which, honestly, I don't know, man. It it seems insane that they're using glue to, <laughs> to pitch the ball, but it gives them the control. Right. So, I mean, I understand it for sure. But then the, the hitters just aren't up to speed with it. And then they can't take steroids anymore, but they still are. So I don't know what the hell's going on, man. These sports are crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. I guess, yeah, like anything else, if you just get that little extra advantage, they got to cancel you. So Yeah. I mean, in baseball, when they had that whole steroid era, the longest suspension they gave A-Rod was 211 days or games or something like that, right? For steroids. Yep. USA Weightlifting will ban you for four years or life. Yeah. That's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Like, everybody's using something at some elite level. So, I don't know. Maybe they should go with the 50-day rule. Hey, you can't do that. Shame on you. Like, dude, weightlifters are not rich. No. So, what the hell are we doing here? Right. Like, we're going to break ourselves to make no money, never make it to an elite level of international competition. And if if athletes try to do something, they get caught, they get banned for life. Right. And for what? The top level baseball players in the world are getting paid millions, millions, of dollars. Yeah. millions. Like Seems you, a little unfair. Maybe a little backwards. <laughs> <laughs> These Olympic sports are a little crazy. Yeah. And now uh, Olympic weightlifting is on the chopping block for 2024. It's got kicked out of 2028 for skateboarding and breakdancing or something. That's right. Yeah. So we'll just be known as weightlifting from now on and do the world championships. Which is fine. Listen, I don't care, man. I'm never going to go to the Olympics anyway. But, I mean, I think it's just kind of weird that they're putting weightlifting on the chopping block as opposed to every other sport in the Olympics, which is just riddled with corruption and everything else. Right. And for a sport that's been around for how long, people <laughs> training at the highest levels of every country, you know, to be there on at at this point, it's gained a lot of uh, national recognition for U.S. And I feel like it's just starting to grow. We're starting to get good lifters, and then boom, let's take it out. I think that's part <laughs> of the problem. In. It's like U.S. <laughs> is already a powerful Olympic weightlifting governing body. So now they sucked at weightlifting for the past 50, 60 years, and all of a sudden they're coming up and they have lifters that are – we have lifters that are good. Oh, yeah, uh, we can't do that anymore, so you're out. <laughs> you, right. take away, you take away the – the economy of the other countries, like Romania, I don't know. This is that is their economy, right? Weightlifting, Olympic weightlifting. That's it. That's all they have. Here comes uh, the United States. Yeah, by the way, we're taking that from you too, <laughs> and we're taking your oil, America. <laughs> it's just big government, little government. It's 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 just weird. It's just fun to to discuss because obviously there's more to it than that, and there's right. a lot more going on. But, I mean, it's from the surface. It looks like weightlifting is just the scapegoat for the Olympics, which sucks for us because it's our sport. Mm-hmm. And most people don't care about weightlifting. Like, I couldn't even watch the Olympics this year because it was impossible. I don't know my optimum login. I was trying to get it on here, but I was only able to watch, like, for 30 minutes, and then it would die out. Did you have that same issue? Yes, that and the timing. So yeah. it, was, it was in the middle of the night middle like, of the night yeah 3 a.m i'm like all right so can i figure out how to record this log in record it watch it in the morning i was just like we'll see all the recaps so either on instagram or something yeah but they weren't even allowed to post on instagram till yeah till way after the olympics was over so we already saw everything right. which was insane like dude how are we supposed to watch this thing 
that you want everybody to view and you won't give anybody the opportunity to view it because it's on in random times and it's in another country and it's whatever. Makes no sense. It's very weird. <laughs> yeah. The and World what, Championships was cool, though. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, it's, it's money-driven probably, right? For sure. At the top, whatever's going to get the most viewership, they're going to put it at the prime time. So they backed Olympics out, and then nobody's logging in at 3 a.m. to yeah. watch it. Nobody's watching at 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah, but even still, like, they can market different sports on different channels. Like, there's a, a, a million channels now. You have satellite TV. You have cables ridiculous like make an olympic channel and then make another channel like do deals like that we'd be able to watch it somebody could record it whatever it'll go on then people will watch it and you'll see which one to market more of yeah i guarantee there's a lot of crossfit gyms out here that want to watch the olympic weightlifting definitely especially since uh some crossfitters are olympians right like tia to me it was uh on the the australian team okay yeah i know like crossfitters like to tune into that and there's a lot of a lot of people that are into fitness I don't know. What the hell do I know? I'm just a small business no, owner. No, it, make, it makes sense. It makes sense like anything else. Right? Start smaller, see the viewership, build it from there. But it's whatever they want to sell at, at the end of the day, right? Well, I think that's kind of what USA Weightlifting is trying to do too is like build small markets uh, around the country. This way it grows the sport from within. So they added all those like the American Open Series, like regional competitions, and that's kind of what I think they want to do with the WSO so that we bring up uh regional a smaller regional competitions just for the state so we get a state championship going which dude i'd love to do that we're gonna know we were talking about that yep um and we'll talk about it with mckenna but we'll get like a little wso podcast going we'll get a few people on it um that'd be awesome but yeah i'd love i'd love to do that uh i know new york did theirs and uh they pack it in man they're having some issues yeah i don't know if they're having one coming up very like soon the end of this month are they having another yeah, one? Yeah, the owner of Murder Crows is putting something out because they moved it to the middle of New York, and it takes away the New York City population and them being able to travel up there. So I think they're dealing with some issues. But Yeah, but if you have it in the city, it takes away from the people upstate exactly. to travel. So what the fuck's the difference? Vice versa. you got to go <laughs> back and forth, right? So what do they yeah. have to do, have two uh, championships? Which they could. That I th- they could have the New York City championships and then the New York State championships, the upstate, downstate. They, pr- they probably should. They yeah. probably and should. Split the WSO or split the state. I, I don't know. In all honesty, I don't ever want to go to New York City. <laughs> it's <laughs> the worst. <laughs> yeah, it's tr- we're 45 minutes away. Yeah, yeah, quote, unquote. Minutes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> As the pigeon flies, it takes probably two hours. Yeah. So. It takes like two hours just to get there, plus $50 in, uh, uh, was it, uh, tolls. Easy Pass and Tolls, <laughs> all that shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Forget it. I hate going there. And it's so many people. And now there's so many rules. I went out there um, a few weeks ago to Brooklyn. Well, my mom still lives there, so I go there every once in a while. But I went out to Brooklyn a couple weeks ago, and there's it's just nowhere to park. Yeah. Like, you, you can't park anywhere. I think I illegally parked for, like, a half hour and just hoped that I didn't get a ticket. Right. Towed or, or your keys. Oh, yeah. Key Dude, the signs, you can't read them. They don't make any sense when they're not there. <laughs> it's like, what the hell are we doing here? How do, how do you New Yorkers live here? And, and the I maps grew up has there. the delay. <laughs> You're like waiting for it. Like, should I turn here 500 feet? How am I yeah. supposed to measure that out? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's, I'm, I'm like so happy to live out in Jersey now because I'm, I'm from Brooklyn. But, oh, boy, I'm so happy I'm not there anymore. Yeah. It's I'm, a pain getting in there. I grew up outside of Philadelphia. So similar going into Philadelphia for where yeah. most of my grandparents were and father for a while. So dealing with the same shit as New York. Not as bad. but Yeah. Philadelphia is yeah. a little different, but it's still shitty. It's, it's, still, like, it's a city life. It's still a city. Yeah. yeah. 
Still yeah, city. My brothers decided to move back in, so that's always fun. Yeah, going to visit them. Oh, man. Tell them to stop it. Get, <laughs> get out to Jersey. Come move come here. To, I've come been to trying. the Burbs. Or you got to go to, like, uh, Lancaster with the Amish. Just go to the Amish markets all the time. That's the direction my mom was heading. Yeah, she was moving out. King of Prussia, Reading. She was getting further and further. I'm like, it's going to be too far. <laughs> get to the supermarket. It'll take a couple of days. So. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, it. you're right. It does suck because you're in the middle of nowhere. But at the same time, you're like, nobody's around you. And it's like, well, that's kind of nice, too, yep. sometimes. Do your own thing. But, yeah. Um, balance so here in Jersey. Get, some of these uh, championships going. I know we have some ideas on how to grow this sport. I think a, a big issue, we have the Arnold coming up, and there's a 1,000 lifters signed up right now, and there's still going to be another few hundred. That's going to be an insane weekend. Insane. You're going to there, right? Yeah, insane. And they're doing the national universities on top of it. Yes. I don't know how they're pulling this off. I don't know either. Yeah. I think they're going to have to – at an extra day whether they start wednesday or continue over to monday there's going to be what four platforms usually yeah and then what they're going to have all the way up to 10 sessions well if they do if they do it like um excuse me if they do it like where the the top lifters lift in that gold session they usually put that in the expo area so that's separate And then the last time when we were there before yep. the before COVID hit, they moved it from the expo area into our into the regular area just because they didn't have the space they didn't need the space anymore. So that kind of threw off everybody's schedule. So if they do that, it may alleviate some of the scheduling issues. But I mean, it's still a thousand lifters still in five lot. days. That's a lot. A lot. Of that's was that two hundred athletes a, a day? Yeah, that's on. That's Break, breaks down if you have four platforms. Twelve athletes a session, because usually it's about a twelve at the most. Dude, that's a lot. It's that's a lot. four, four platforms, twelve. So they got to do they got to do it at least five times. Mm-hmm. So that's ten hours. Yeah, yeah we know every two hours. It's yeah. a lot, man. It's a lot. Dude, I applaud them for putting it all together. It's a lot, and it runs really smoothly too. Usually, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Previous years, I don't know if I just missed the emails or whatever i think they have teams that help out and the teams that help out will either get like a rogue set or a platform or something like that i didn't see that this past year but i never heard that i know they get a t-shirt oh t-shirt you get a rogue t-shirt i don't think you get any like real deal stuff yes tell something it was probably 2019 where it was like the most volunteers or the team with the most volunteers that helps out they get like a rogue set or but I was looking for that. Oh, I didn't yeah, know if we that. did like a Team New Jersey and then our comp <laughs> set, it just goes, you know, to when we compete or do our state championships. Yeah, yeah. But they should do something like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it'd be cool. Well, I think that's just all rogue. I don't think that has anything to do with USA weightlifting. That's true. But I don't know if rogue is down with that at the moment. And I know USA weightlifting is not looking to give anything away. They <laughs> barely want to pay the refs. <laughs> It's like we'll give you three dollars per session if you're a LWC ref. <laughs> I thought I thought I read that wrong. Yeah, and a hot dog, <laughs> free lunch. You know, healthy eating. You gotta pay for your mustard. Yeah. How many athletes you got going to the Arnold? Um, for Rutgers, I think we have seven. Nice. That's not all my athletes. So that's just Team Rutgers. Um, a couple of them work f- or train with Philadelphia Barbell. Another with McKenna. So I'm not sure who I'll be helping out with, but seven from Rutgers, and then we have four from Ripped. So, nice. Yeah. All right, so packed. It's a busy weekend. 
Yeah, yeah, we have I'm nine. hoping they don't overlay. Huh? I'm hoping they're not on two platforms at once. Or like, I got to be at the uh, yeah, two different places. Do you have time. a lot of similar weight classes? For men. Yeah. Yeah. For men. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely fun to run back and forth. And at least it's like an open area. You could just go, all right, seven, 15. All right, cool. Right. <laughs> Take that. Time. Yelling it out across. Yeah, yeah you got to have a. If you need any help when I'm there, no, you know, I, I'll I appreciate be around, it. So. Yeah, one of the athletes, Sarah, she's one of our coaches as well. She's doing her level two right now. So ideally, she'll help out. Good. Trying to get some of the other lifters involved, do the level one. So just in case we need an extra coach, but I appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. We're all here to help out in New Jersey weightlifting. I know there's going to be a bunch of lifters out there. Yeah, we're talking about doing a social. I don't know if that's going to happen unofficially. Get everybody together. Listen, I mean, we're 15 people by ourselves, so I don't know how many New Jersey weightlifting people are going to be out there. It has to be at least over 100. Where the hell are we going to (laughs) meet? Need a whole hall. We'll just convene in the the convention center somewhere because there's usually a coffee bar and something that's there. Yeah, just to say we did it. Yeah. Take a picture and then. We'll just do a meetup time for a That's picture. It. We'll or have to set like that, that up. But we'll post that in the Facebook group. Anybody out there listening, New Jersey weightlifting, go f- uh, find us on Facebook. We have a group. Find us on Instagram, New Jersey weightlifting. And if you're going to the Arnold, make sure you hit us up, and we'll try to meet up, and we'll take a really cool, big ass picture for the for the Instagram and the social medias. Yeah, Friday. I think Friday. Everybody should be down there. Yeah, Friday. So give usually... us a follow. We'll put that time out. We'll meet up somewhere on Friday. Friday sounds good. All right, Friday it is. Right outside the convention hall, we'll meet up, and then we'll uh, take a picture or do something. Bring bring your green hat. That's it. <laughs> we'll have the, the merch drop then. There'll be the limited release or something like that. Oh, do we have any? We get some. We can get some at time. Not we yet. We have five but... weeks. Yeah, we get it done. All right. All right, so we're going to get something. <laughs> like five T-shirts to get yeah, away. Yeah, a sticker. <laughs> <laughs> a sticker and the first sticker. five that are there, get the T-shirts. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> So you started the the Instagram page from, what was that, two years ago? Yeah. We were all kind of like, who started the weightlifting page? We weren't sure. So I probably got 20 messages. <laughs> who is this? I was like, okay, we'll do it this way. I don't know. if I kind of wanted it to be just New Jersey, so I don't want it to be my name, obviously, yeah. representing everybody. So when you're sending me up, I'm like, right now, you know, vice president, state representative, I'll be running the page, but I'm sharing all information. Um it seemed to be taking off a little bit more now. I think that everything's kicked back up. We're getting good um, followers and input, people sharing, tagging. So, I think what we should do is put up like little challenges like I usually do with my gym. Just fucking put it up through New Jersey weightlifting and see if we can give away stickers and shit. Like, I know you did that one time. Yep, and it works. I think yeah. we should probably do that maybe at least once a month. It'd be kind of cool to even build um, New Jersey weightlifting um, – like a fund for competitions and stuff. And even for the, the state championship, cause we're going to need money to run that thing. And ideally I'd like to have it so that we're building up New Jersey weightlifting competitions where we can get a really sick platform and just equipment that will be available to, for any local comps to rent out this way. They don't have to worry about 50 people bringing stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. Listen, this is all run through, the New Jersey weightlifting WSO rent the equipment through here. All the money stays in New Jersey and we can do stuff like that. We can make our own internal economy. So I think that would be really cool to do that. That's a great idea. Yeah. Um, When they get the WSO situated, I don't know if there's a treasurer position. That was the thing I was kind of worried about when I had the stickers and I was like selling them. I'm like, all right, this is me. Where's the money going to go back to? So I still have that. 
but I don't know if I put it back into the state. And I don't think you have to worry disc- about the fifty stickers you bought. Right, exactly. <laughs> sold whatever. It's all yeah. good. <laughs> but if it were to go to a higher, but you know, yeah, once to we t-shirts get and then to to buy stuff for the state. Yeah, like for sure. Said. Like I think we yeah. should have our own like yeah. funds and own department there to to you know do stuff like that because that'll sure. just en- enhance the the government of our our own weightlifting teams and stuff like that so mm-hmm. i think that's definitely a direction to go and uh i guess we'll talk about it i don't know how these meetings go uh, have you ever even spoken to joe delago when as a vice president like what Once. was the relationship between you two did you even ever meet him do you know who he is <laughs> i've never met him <laughs> i've never met him when i first got elected vice president uh i called him and i was like all right what's my role what do you need me to do and he's like, you know, we just really approve the local meets, make sure they have all the equipment, the spacing they need, stuff like that. But I take care of it. So you're fine. Yeah. I was like, all right, I'm just vice president. And there's nothing I need to do here. Yeah, you're good. It's essentially like, like the president and the vice president of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> just hang out in case, I, you know, I end up in a different state or not here. Uh, so, yeah, that was it. After that, I was like, I got to do something. That's yeah. when I started the Instagram page. Yeah. I was literally coming back from the Arnold in the airport, created the logo, started the page. I was like, we have no representation at the Arnold besides, you know, me and you. At McKenna at the time, I don't think, had moved McKenna over to McKenna was in PA, yeah, and, or he York. was moving. He was, yep. And then Dan Dodd and his team were up there as well. Yep, and I didn't know him at the time. Yeah. So it was just a matter of community. Like, right, who's from New Jersey? How, you know, how can we make us better, New Jersey better? And it's like, all right, I'm doing it. So, yeah, it kind of led down. I sort of started looking into the USA Weightlifting stuff, and now we have our own, like, WSO members page, so we can see everybody and all the clubs and see who's up to date and who's not. Awesome. I was thinking about just emailing everybody and be like, yo, listen, go find us on Facebook if you haven't already so you can stay up to date on competitions and stuff like that. And I check it once in a while to see if anybody posted another competition because I don't get any emails on that. So I just check it once in a while. I think mine's the last one on uh, April 30th. Um, yep. Two weeks from now, we got Salus. This is uh, Gino's throwing his first competition, so we're going to have to help out with that one. Um, Everybody come out to that support. Yep, come out to that one, February 12th at Salus Barbell in Middletown. Uh, after that is in Moorestown. I think Joe DeLago's got one. That's kind of like the week after the Arnold. So I guess anybody who's not going to the Arnold should sign up for that one if it's in your availability. Yeah, your it might schedule. be good for the junior nationals, right, for like qualification period. I don't know if that's like the end of that qualification period. Yeah, Maybe people be. that aren't competing in the Arnold, they need to qualify for that. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else is that. And then ours is in April 30th. April 30th. April 30th. It's about, I think, two weeks before the registration or qualification period ends for nationals. So come out to that one because that one's going to be fucking cool. (laughs) (laughs) Are you doing it here again? Uh, Motives. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so I... We're going to do it there again because their space is bigger. I can get more more done, spread out a little bit more. Um, Looking for sponsors. Anybody out there? I know we have a few, Absolute Nutrition Counseling. She's there. And we got some vendors, so we'll post that in the, in the show notes. Yep. Um, if you guys weren't at the Mamba Championships, it was awesome. Um, it was set up you know, similar to a bigger, like an Arnold type. They had the live streams, three different cameras going. 
So you could check it out on YouTube, even if you didn't show it up. In person, they had the vendors, full warm-up area, all split off. It was really good. I so, appreciate yeah, that. You got, yeah, you guys pop out. That'll be a great one to compete at. Um, just come out, watch, spectate, and, and support. Definitely come out, guys. It's going to be awesome. And, yeah, we do live stream. I might have an extra two cameras this time. I don't know. We'll see. Go what five. I five see cameras. Five. <laughs> I want to have – so I, what I wanted to do, I emailed the, the streaming service I used last time. I said, can I do instant replays? And they were like, no. And I was like, oh, damn it. Because to that do that would be ridiculous. Insane. But it would cost me like $1,000 for the software. And I'm like, eh, it's not worth it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Turn into ESPN, the Ocho over here. Dude, it's going to be it <laughs> be so cool, man. I was, I was looking at the, the, um, the services and the software for it. It's a little pricey. I think one day I'll do it, but not yet because – I don't know. Like spend a thousand dollars. Yeah, you got a lot going on. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. Plus, I didn't have to teach somebody how to use it. Right. And that's Pay all. him. Dude, this was a, a big job for somebody just to push buttons with all the graphics and stuff on it. I was like, all right, you're here. This is all you're doing for the whole day. Got it. <laughs> no problem. This is your job. Yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. But um, we're going to rearrange the room this time. So the platform will be where the audience was. And anybody who doesn't know what I'm saying, you'll have to just bear with me for that right now. Um, the audience was on the turf. So if you guys, uh, motives is like a big rectangle. There's, um, a CrossFit area. That's just all rubber matting. That's where the warm up area is going to be. So that's sort of off to the left. As soon as you walk in, you'll be, see the audience. And then on the turf area is going to be the platform. So it'll just be like the show as soon as you walk in and then anybody warming up will be, have their own area. That's awesome. So I think it'll spread out a little bit more and that'll, enable me to use that big ass weight tree that we're building or two of them that we're building. First, we got to build one to see if it works and then we'll rebuild the second one. Trial and error. <laughs> yeah. We're going to see, yeah. we're going to make, make all the mistakes with the first one and That's then we'll put it on wheels. <laughs> no, that'll be, that'll be sweet. Yeah. Be so I, I contacted rogue to find out what dimensions their weight trees were for their warm up area. That big thing. If mm -hmm. anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, it's this like giant, like octopus looking thing it's got four arms for plates it's got um uh spaces for fractionals on the top like it's it's gigantic so i i messaged them and i was like hey what are the dimensions for this thing and do you guys sell it they're like yeah we don't sell that and we have no idea what the dimensions are and mm. we're not going to tell you <laughs> yeah that's so, when you go to titan and be like hey titan rogue doesn't want to do this for me <laughs> <laughs> what's the but yeah, giving away the dimensions, it's like architect, I guess, giving away their all their I was, work and their art. I was literally just curious because I want to yeah. see if I'm building it correctly because I was going to build it on my own anyway with we wood. Can measure, we'll measure it at the Arnold. I, you know yeah. what? I didn't if think it comes about down it. To that. I didn't think about it until yeah. like last week that, oh man, I could have just took the dimensions when I go there in a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I mean, if you make one on your own, it would still be sick. I don't know if and you know this about me, Jake, but I'm somewhat impatient. I need if I have an idea, <laughs> I need to do it immediately. Otherwise, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I think we all are a little bit as coaches. Yeah, right. We want to see the end result. Yeah, that's it. Right now. Yes. Not now. <laughs> I need to do this now. Otherwise, I'm not gonna do it. And I'm like all over the place. When Jake walked in today, I was working on a website for Trigger on Spot, which is our massage therapist. Shout out Trigger on Spot. And uh, I just. I, I don't know if you you got this impression, but I was frantic trying to like rush to do it, and then you you snuck in. I was like, "Damn it, he's here! I didn't get it done in time." <laughs> yeah, but you're helping everybody out, so it, it it comes from a good place. 
Also, at the, look over at your um, your monitor, and you have 15 tabs at the top. So that's not the only thing that he's doing <laughs> here. <laughs> you know, got well, a lot going on. Always. This past week, I've created well, past two weeks, I created two websites. Well, created. I went on a web builder, and they did it. Uh, did one for the weightlifting club because I'm trying to separate that entirely. So as its own gym. So that's my goal for 2023 is to get the weightlifting awesome. its own gym and its own space and its own marketing team. So that's on the agenda for this year. Um, did a massage website that's now up and running. You can book your massages on triggeronspot.com. You can check out marbleweightlifting.com. Um, and those are kind of like freebie sites that just threw together on Squarespace and Taylor brand. So those are cool. So if anybody wants to do that, I guess go to Squarespace. Uh, I don't have a promo code, so do it on your own. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a real advertisement. Yeah, it's not <laughs> for a real those companies. At I just, least. I just We're not affiliated with Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> um, did that? I have to work, um, dude. Owning yeah. a business is a lot, man. It, it, I don't own Rip, <laughs> fortunately. Fortunately enough, that's a, but, like a big spot, though, man. That place is huge. It is. That's even though I don't own it, I feel like I do a lot of the time. You know, yeah. whether it's you know onboarding registration helping with the groups the calendar scheduling the back end similar to you're doing um we have to wear multiple hats you yeah. know owning a business or not or being the second man in command and creating the weightlifting team that's mine but that's not it is a separate business but it's not so what was it like there. creating the weightlifting team within ripped like did you have to get it approved or yeah. like what like what is the what are the hoops that you had to jump through Oh, Bobby's he was an Olympic trial athlete. He won the Olympic trials in 08. So coming from that background, he in understood what? that style of training. Bobby, Olympic tri- in trials. Bobby Smith for javelin. Javelin. Yeah, okay. he was a javelin thrower. Yep. So he the reason that we clean in the sports performance groups is based off of that, like his training and where he came from, people he trained under. And like I said before, some of the associations that we're affiliated with and how much they preach Olympic lifting. Um, so it was there, like the – the fundamentals, the teaching aspects, how we taught it, it was just a little bit different. So I was like, all right, Bobby, I have a master's athlete, Jen, Jen McIndro, fit mom, strong mom, uh, give her a follow. And she was a super powerful, you know, athlete came to me uh, postpartum, was like looking to recover after having a baby. And I'm like, yeah, we could do some core training. She's like, oh, I can only train at 6 a.m. I was like, all right, well, let's do that. Realized that she's a really good lifter, a really powerful athlete. Started developing her. I was like, oh, let's go compete. After she competed, that was kind of it. I was like, all right, we got to make this. I got to make a team. Where was your first competition? First competition was uh, Pivotal, I believe it was. Okay. Which I'm not sure if it's there anymore or not. Yeah, that gym's still there. Is Pivotal still going? Okay. Vince Town. Oh, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the first one. And they Mike Carroll came meets. out. John D'Alessio runs powerlifting meets there, I think, once a year. Yeah, it was good. It was a good meet. It was big. There was, there was a lot of athletes and Has everything. Be, what, 2018? Yeah, probably. End of 2018? Something yep. like that? 2018. Yeah, then from there, um, I was like, all right, I love this. This is great. All the work that we're putting in individually with one athlete, you get to see the exact work that's put in in the weight room out in the sport rather than the work transferring over. Uh, kind of that idea I fell in love with. And I was like, we have other athletes that – aren't going and playing the collegiate sport they're kind of like in between they still want to be affiliated with the gym let's teach them olympic lifting you know and they have that sport they have a reason to train something to train for so then to grab some other athletes erica elena some other college kids and youth lifter and 
just the people that want to do it too is what it comes down to. They want to train on the weekend and uh, not treat it weightlifting like a job. You yeah. know, they, they enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, and then so I got, you know, started building, got the approval from Bobby, put it through officially the, as LWC, and that was around the time um, got the vice presidency and everything just started to started roll a little bit. And then COVID hit. And then COVID, yeah. <laughs> and then everybody was at home training in their living room. Right. I'm handing out barbells that are like 15 pounds. They're not even real Olympic barbells. Like, here, try and use this to, to train, <laughs> keep up with your, you know, your technique. But hey, we were all doing the same thing at the time. How did you guys handle COVID? Uh, we were a little delay, probably a couple of weeks, and we're like, all right, we got to do something. Everybody's has, or we're seasonal based at Rift. So everything is off 12 weeks. We have four seasons. So it goes based around the school schedule for the kids and the sports season. So we were in the middle or three or four weeks into our spring season at the time. So we had all those people that were already registered. And we're like, all right, we have these people's money. What are we going to do to keep them active, keep them fit, and keep them progressing from where they were? So at that point, we're like, let's go virtual. We'll try it out. We'll offer for free. We offered the virtual classes for free. Anybody, here's the link, hop in. We got a pretty good showing. All the RIP people, everybody's at home. Everybody that's been with us, um, they logged on. So we got it up to about 100 people. Um, Zoom was like, oh, now you have to start paying. We're like, okay, our athletes, let's get a little bit. Let's charge them a little bit. Um, so it was like, 10 bucks a week or 20 bucks a week because nobody's working at the time and a lot of like we said people had the registrations from the spring so some of those carried over into the virtual and then we kept them going group training through that and then did some um just like i do through train heroic at the time it was like google drive just sharing the google drive sheets and everybody's program that wasn't in in the group training but it was tough it was more keeping people motivated and the lack of equipment we had to supply some we're like all right what What's the most bang for our buck? What can we get out? We did a little equipment packs. It's two valve slides, a mini band, a long band. Uh, we sold those for like 10 bucks. It was at least something at the time to create some resistance, external yeah. resistance, more than what they had for filling up backpacks. So that's pretty much what we did. Yeah. yeah. But it, it kept our clientele engaged and it kept them moving. So, which was important through that time. Then you guys were, we were shut down for what, till September, right? And then we had to come back in? Yeah. I think in the summer we were allowed to like go outside. Yeah, June so or July. We did, yeah, we, we did outdoor training. As soon as we were allowed to go outside, we carried uh, 5,000 pounds, probably more than that, and wait outside every morning at 4.30 a.m. for our college groups that would start at 6. And then we just did our normal, uh, normal summer training out back. We yeah. had everybody in our parking lot. Luckily, we had the space for it, which a lot of people didn't have. Um being in that big warehouse there, we had a huge parking lot that nobody was in. So we opened that up, landmine pressing, hex bars, bent, we carried all our benches out there, pretty much just brought our dumbbell weight weight tree and all of our Olympic sets. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Yeah. Shout out intern Mike. He did a lot of the heavy lifting, a lot of roll. <laughs> if you listen to it, Mike, we appreciate you, man. Let's all give a round of applause for all interns out there across yeah. America. <laughs> True. <laughs> You're the real saviors of businesses. The real MVPs showing real up before MVPs, 30. Showing up early and getting all the work done. Yep. Grunt work. It pays off in the end. Yeah, it's a shitty chair. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so I upgraded to this chair, which I don't like any better because I can't really like lean back on it. Like at least that one I can lean back. But that chair, 
you put it all the way up and it just slowly uh, this drops <laughs> and you're just like where am i going <laughs> i feel like i'm sitting on the floor at this point yeah that's why and, i keep trying to lower the mic too everything's just yeah i'm getting uh gravity's pulling me hard right now so we, we usually have uh boxes that i set up for the table because it's more comfortable because the table's an awkward height of i don't know i think we made it 30 inches like i said I'm impatient. I just build stuff. And then I go, yeah, this works. And then I I stop using it after all. It's still working. It's good. It holds uh, my junk (laughs) for the most part. It's a a cool table. No, it's a good setup here. (laughs) One day we'll have like an actual studio, but uh, in time. First, I have to get everything else in order. This is legit. Yeah. We'll put it at the weightlifting gym. There you go. Yeah. Let's have a little little office space with with the podcast. That's another thing like of coming up with a, a trying to get that out of here is splitting my time between two locations. I'm trying to f- slowly figure that out in my head how I'm going to be able to do that. Whatever, we'll figure it out. Yeah, you have a lot of help, I feel. It's your team helps you out when they can and some your coaches that you have here. It's it's a lot of work. Yeah, I got to get somebody here to manage a little bit more this way I could split my time, but I don't need to worry about that just yet, so. Yeah. And then podcasting is its own other business. That's another website to build. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> Number <yeah>. seven. <laughs> Got to keep branding. Just keep just keep making websites. Four <laughs> website people will look guy. at each one. <laughs> it's all Your about life websites. will soon be just in here. Yeah. Not out, not out coaching. Yeah. I've, a lot of times, like everybody complains, like, dude, you're always in the office. Yeah, I'm always doing things. <laughs> alone. Hard at work. Dude, I got a fucking uh, competition to plan for April. I got to work logistics for these guys at the Arnold. Actually, they're doing a lot of that work. I don't really do that much. Um, programming for five different programs here, running half the classes, scheduling everybody over here. Yeah, I know. I'm always in the office. I'm busy. Leave me alone. <laughs> That's it. What's wrong? You missed the snatch? Don't miss it. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. Keep the bar tighter. Yeah, please. It'd be nice. <laughs> Why'd you miss that? Something's wrong. You should probably fix it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, if you can't figure it out, then I don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> I've taught you nothing. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I came into that. Kevin issues like that lately where coaching athletes now for Olympic lifting solely for a couple years. And you're like, all right, we're having either the same issue that I've told you about, or it might be something a little bit different, but you still know at, at one point where it gets down to the root that it is the same issue, right? So something could help fix it. At this point, you have to self coach a little bit. Yeah. Right? You gotta be self. Like I'm sitting in the office doing something or I'm working with a newer athlete that really knows nothing. Film it, watch it self-coach it's still the same issue remember go back to the drills that we went through you know why do we do them how did it help you go from there yeah and then we'll talk it's like dealing with children like i have a two-year-old son and you have you to said it, doing the me. same thing oh, well, listen, i'm the same way i'm like a child too so we're all children at some point like with certain things you know even we're going through certain things i want somebody to pay attention to me all the time and tell me exactly what i'm doing wrong so that i can fix it yeah, and that's kind of what you want. But like, listen, at certain points, like, all right, I don't need you all the time, right? And that's what the point. Like, that's where we want to get to. Balance. Our athletes need to, at a certain point, just be able to operate on their own, and we'll come in and sit down. So we have to set those boundaries. And I try to set um, a few hours or so a week to work with people and make mm-hmm. sure that if you're there, I'm there with you for the most part. Hundred percent. Sometimes I'm still in the office. It happens, but those are the hours. Um, do you how do you set up weightlifting programming with your athletes at Ripped? Is it a certain time of the day that they come in? Is it like open platform and you're there coaching, or is it like all one on ones? Like how does it work with you? 
I tried to say that they need at least a month or two sometimes of one-on-ones before they can join the team or as they're joining the team. Uh, but it's gotten to the point now where I have some lifters that were CrossFit switching over. So it kind of it's depends on the athlete or depends on the person that comes in and wants to join. But the majority of the time, Wednesdays and Saturdays, I'm definite coaching on the floor. So I'm out there. Whoever shows up at that time is getting coached. You know, I'm out on the floor helping you guys out. And then we have open gym times, which is not ideal for people that work nine to fives. Um, our open gym hours are around 10 to 2.30, so they can come in for that time. And I know I'll be in the gym. Sometimes I'm working with personal training with somebody or I'm in the office like you're talking about, mm -hmm. doing programming or whatever else it might be. Um, but I at least set two or three times that I'm out there. And sometimes, like I feel like I see you doing, I'm training myself. You know, I'm trying to get my own work in, and then I'll help everybody else out that's yeah. out there. It's hard. It's hard. You, this it's not easy to just get your own workouts in when everybody walks in the door needs something or has a question yep. or wants to hang out with you. Right. So it's, it's hard to divide your attention in that sense. So I know I struggle with it all the time. Yep. And at a certain point, I'm going to have to just be like, listen, I guess I'm just going to coach. I'm not even going to lift anymore. I'll just go get fat. That's <laughs> right. fine. You guys get fit. I'll get fat and we'll all have fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. But, yeah, it's definitely difficult to find that time. I haven't worked out yet today. My legs are still sore from yesterday. But uh, I'm usually in, only doing, like, 20, 30 minutes anyway. Same. That's why sometimes I'm kind of – I kind of just like to hang out with the CrossFit class because I know it's 45 minutes to an hour. I get the workout in, and it's fine. And I'm fine after that. But yeah. um, And you you do what you need to do, and you keep eyes – help everybody out. Yeah. Yeah. But then sometimes I do CrossFit, and I feel like I didn't even work out. Yeah, didn't get enough, like, stimulus or – I don't know. Like, not even that the workout wasn't difficult or wasn't challenging. It's just like it wasn't what I wanted to do, but I know I needed to do it. You needed to do something. Like last week, we did uh, muscle ups, overhead squats, and rowing. The workout was twenty five minutes long. I did the whole thing. Right. Immediately after, I felt nothing. <laughs> I was like, I I didn't get any joy out of that. I I just like I did it, but I didn't get anything out of yeah, it. The heart rate got up a little bit. Yeah, that's, that's about it. It fatigued got, me a lot. Some it was some pulling in. It yeah. was hard, but it wasn't squatting. I didn't really squat heavy. So right. what the hell did I do here? <laughs> it doesn't feel like enough. Yeah. So then I had to get a, some sort of squat session in after that. But dude, I'm still sore from that stupid workout. 40, <laughs> 40 ring muscle ups. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's a good amount. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. Well, you got 25 minutes and there's other stuff in there. <laughs> yeah. So like you just ready to go. You get tired <laughs> at uh, one thing. You go to the other thing. <laughs> Did you ever do CrossFit or just uh, strength and conditioning? I didn't. I didn't. By the time I was done with my baseball career, uh, my shoulder didn't feel good. So I spent a lot of the time rehabbing it so I could throw again at some point, throw with my athletes. Did you have surgery, you said? No, I didn't have to. No. I was muscle spasms and like my teres. And they said there might be a partial, like a slap tear posterior. Um, but when they did the, the imaging, they said it wasn't enough to go in and get surgery, especially being done, like not going, continuing my career as a pitcher. Uh, so I just rehabbed it, you know, did what I could. We have, Luckily, we have some PTs at Elite in our center that I work with. They helped me out a lot. And then being a baseball guy, looking into Cressy and all that, going through his sturdy shoulder programs, other things that I was learning at the time, I was able to. So got it to the point where I could snatch, do overhead work, pain-free, and I'm good now. But Yeah. Yeah, at CrossFit, I was like, ah, I'm going to stay away from. And 
as you know, strength and conditioning, CrossFit, there's like that, uh, like the hatred sometimes or misunderstanding. Or, I'd say it's more of a misunderstanding than anything else. Yeah, misunderstanding. Or that they just categorize all the CrossFit coaches as one way or the other, right? They don't know. They believe that they're not educated enough or their programming is a. It can anything, right? Any training session or workout can be done well, coached well, no matter what it is. And right. it could be balanced throughout. So that, and from weightlifting standpoint, it's getting a lot more people into weightlifting, as we know, and it has over the years. So we can't, we can't hate it. Right? Yeah. Well, all right. So I'm glad you point, brought that up because um, it was coming at some point, right? Yeah. So, like, strength and conditioning hates CrossFit coaches because they get a weekend seminar and they can open a gym, which is true. But what's stopping someone who did the CSCS course online, read the book and took a test from opening a gym? Right. Nothing. Right. There's no, they didn't have to go to a weekend seminar. They did the course online or they just read the book and then they took the test. Mm -hmm. So what's different there? It used to be you had to have a science background. For CSCS, you had to for bachelors. You'd have so you exercise had to have a certain science. amount of credits. I think it still might be. I don't know. I think science, I could. I can take a CSCS, and that's it, it's yeah. just a matter of paying for the course. Yeah, and it could just be that, or it doesn't have to be a science background. It could just be you need some type of credits, amount yeah. of credits, like sixty or something like that, under anything. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like you said. Or what's stopping anybody from opening a gym without any? credentials just i want to open a gym i got insurance here's my gym right or we have plenty of people that do the online cert what's not even cscs yeah other you know affiliations and hey can i be a coach here at rift it's like all right what do you know run us through a warm-up it's like you don't know anything you did your, in, your online certification you have no idea where to start it's like progression regression so so yeah. while I, I agree that being taking an online course and being able to open a gym is not ideal. A majority of those people, especially today, would not survive the market. They no. would close immediately unless they have some tremendous, like business knowledge, which that's a whole other thing. Because honestly, it's a business. It's not just a matter of what you know as a coach right. on opening a gym. It's a business. It's a matter of can you market it and get people through the door. Yep. So if that's something you can do, then opening a business is, you know, right up your alley. Go do it. Yep. But if you're just, I like CrossFit. I did this weekend seminar. I'm a level one coach now. I want to open a gym. If that's your baseline, you're not going to survive. You're going to fail. For sure. For sure. And it doesn't matter if you had your CSCS or did anything else. You still, you're going to fail because you don't know anything about business. And I, that, dude, that was us when we first opened. I didn't know shit. I had coaching experience, but I didn't have any business experience. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I worked in a restaurant for 12 years, and we came out here. We didn't know anybody, and we opened a gym, and nobody came in. <laughs> so it's definitely not easy opening a gym. Yeah, and you were probably, what am I doing wrong? I'm a good coach. Where are the people at? I don't at? know what the yeah. hell we were doing. We had right. no money because we spent all the money on uh, the renovations here. And we had no marketing, and we just, yeah, it was definitely yeah, stressful. Grind it out. What year was that? That was 2016. 2016, okay. Yep, opened March 20th, 2016, so our six-year anniversary is coming up. Nice. Yeah. We're going to celebrate after the Open. Um, we're doing a five-week Open, because I know the CrossFit Open's three weeks, so we're doing an extra two weeks 
And at the end of it, we'll celebrate somewhere. I know some people want to go out and to eat, but I don't know. We'll see if that actually works. But yeah, no, it's 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 fucking hard, man. It Opening is. a business is really stupid if you've never done it before. <laughs> right, or been under somebody that can help teach you the ropes. And if, like you said, you were coming from the coaching, you might have needed a business guy. So whether it's you have the balance, marketing, business-wise, and the coaching experience, or somebody else can help do that for you. Yeah, um, that's what I've always seen at good gyms. I think any like, even if you just look at the private sector, strength and conditionings, the Boyles, the Cressies, the bigger names, um, even our gym, there was the energy coach, and then there was the guy in the background sitting in the, in the office, like you're talking about, planning the X and O's, the zoning, and everything else. Somebody has to keep the lights on. Somebody has to. Do that's it. the guy in the office. Yes. Somebody has to coach while the lights are on. That's the other guy. <laughs> so that that's the balance. I don't have that anymore. I'm I'm one man show over here with right. some soldiers that I've put together, which I appreciate all of them. But yeah, that's why I'm in the office all the time, guys. Let me keep the lights on somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise nobody the gets a lift. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's it. So what's uh on the agenda for you, Jake? What's uh what's the future hold for you? What's what's your like the What's the next plan? The opportunity with Rutgers was awesome. It kind of changed uh, where my plan was. I think uh, I appreciate that and who passed that name or my name along to, to have me up there. So that's good. It helps keep, keep a balance in my life. So I'm not just in the gym doing the sports performance and the weightlifting there. I get to go up to Rutgers and work with some you know, college athletes year-round, Just good. How'd you get that, that gig? Uh, I think the name was passed by Jim Rutter. Okay. Yeah, to Dave, the president, who was his athlete. I trained with him at Philly Barbell. And then Dave reached out to me. He was like, hey, are you available? You know, are you close enough? And I was like, yeah, I, th- I can make it work, depending on the days. And it did. So, so I'm only up there one day a week, Wednesdays. So they're mainly self-coached. And okay. I don't put pressure on them to come down. I just say, hey, you need to be coached more. And whether it's with me at our gym or McKenna or somebody up there, get eyes on you. Because if you want to become a good weightlifter, it's got to happen right now in the early stages. Um, but yeah, being there, I think that's just uh, mentally and where I'm, you know, financially, what I have coming up. I'm getting married this year. Congratulations, I sir. I appreciate that. You know, I got to start looking at the future. I'm going to have kids. Um, so that's like another avenue, you know, for, for weightlifting and just keep me mentally fresh and financial as well. Uh, but, yeah, I was actually thinking about doing my master's online, maybe get into a school for physical education within the next year and a half, and then still do private sector strength conditioning or weightlifting outside of that. Um, that's kind of thought process right now. I'm going to decide within the next month if that's going to be uh, official, but I'm not going to be done coaching. I'm always going to coach no matter what. Good. So, yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. We would love to have another ripped somewhere. We've been talking about it for years. Um but it doesn't look like it's happening anytime soon. Like so, a second location? Yeah. Uh, I've been waiting on that, to be honest with you. And uh, I was hoping to help take that over uh, with one of our PTs or just kind of do the same thing, same system as that, that what we have. Uh, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. So, like I said, going to physical education and still work in the private sector. Um, not looking to open my own business because of the reasons we talked about <laughs> at, at this point in time. You want to be stressed out all the time? <laughs> Trust me, I am enough already. Work 70 hours a week? <laughs> yeah. Trust me. I get close to it most of the time already yeah. without owning it. So I can't imagine. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of what's on the horizon for me. So Good, man. Yeah. All right. Cool, cool. 
All right, dude. I think we're going to wrap this one up. Man. Sounds good. Appreciate you coming out. You guys check out the New Jersey Weightlifting page on Facebook, New Jersey Weightlifting on Instagram. Check out Coach Rook on Instagram. He's uh, posted some cool um, strength conditioning stuff with his athletes. And uh, come out to all of the weightlifting stuff that we have going on. I know we have uh, Salus Barbell February 12th. We have Moorestown uh, March 12th or 13th. I think it's the 13th. Um, Strength camp at CFDA on March 8th, going to April 2nd. And then we have the Freehold Spring Liftoff on April 30th, Saturday at Motive. So definitely check all that stuff out. There will be links in the show notes. Jake, thanks for coming out, man. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me, Joe. Awesome, man. Age is inevitable. Weakness is not. So get out there and lift some shit. We'll see you next time. And welcome back to the Marblecast. See you later. Thanks.